Hey, you're listening to the Church League Podcast. Today we talk a lot more about baseball than I thought we were going to. We obviously hit on some NCAA basketball and uh, in the NBA. Is the All-Star Game actually worth it? It seems kind of trash, if I'm being honest. Well, we got a lot to talk about, so let's get started. Podcast, Roman, as always, joined by Corey and James. How you guys doing? Good, good. I'm doing good. Good, good. I wish you guys could have heard the mic check this morning. Um, we do a mic check before every episode, and this episode, Corey actually barked. Well, Cora's with us today. She's our number one fan. Cora is with us, um, my Australian Shepherd, who's nine, and you'll, there's a good chance if someone comes to the door that you will oh, hear yeah. a bark. That is a reality. She has a sonic bark. I mean... It's loud. My dog, Finley, my golden retriever, will lay here and snore, <clears throat> like most of our listeners. But um, Facts. But she doesn't bark much, so you don't catch her on the podcast much. But Cora, she's been on the podcast. She did a um, Idlewild podcast um, shout-out last yeah. year. Yeah. Well, she barks. She just edited it out with who let the dogs out. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I mean, listeners were It could fit that. into our top five today. It could, actually, which is going to be a good one. We're, we're, um, we're, we're, our top five is, is best sports songs, so you guys can be thinking about that as, as we talk about everything else that you guys probably don't necessarily um, want to hear, I guess. But no, uh, they're here because they want to hear it. Right. Well, uh, we're, we're going to – today is opening day for spring training, um, and I'll be honest, I found that out as we were trying to figure it out, which is – which is good, I guess. Great luck for us. But uh, today, the Dodgers and the Padres start at 310 Eastern time, which is super cool. Looking forward to baseball being back in the photo. Any idea where are they at? Are they in Florida or like West Coast somewhere? Or I what? think they're in Florida. Okay. I, th- I think. Maybe, you know, I should probably know that since this is a... Aren't there some teams like don't some teams go to like Arizona? Yes, yeah, like Arizona that? or Florida. They're only like weather yeah, friendly places. Yeah. So Lauren and I actually, when we lived in Phoenix, we got to go to several spring training games yeah. um, right before COVID hit. Uh, we got to see the A's play, and I thought it was this is when Chapman was their third baseman, and I was uh, Rex Chapman, the basketball player. The, the, yeah. Okay. That gotcha. guy. Um, what role is Chapman? Conveniently enough, is also correct in Phoenix. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. And so we. Um, Tickets were like twenty five bucks, and we thought oh, these are going to be really terrible. No, our tickets were like our feet, like right next to the dugout. It's kind of wild. Nice. It's kind of nuts. That's awesome. Um, it was a great time. Spring train. If you have the opportunity to go to spring training game, go to one because it's really really cool. That's well, my next question. Is it worth it? It is. Uh, yep, we'll be there next weekend. That's hey. That's what Harrison said the other day. Is it worth it? And I responded with that line from Missy Elliott, and it took him. He didn't understand. And then I asked you about it. That's probably a good thing that he didn't understand. (laughs) It's muscle memory now. I can't help it. Um, As it should be. Uh, So, yeah. I mean, I... Uh, we had a good time. Cora is already walking around everywhere. She's trying to drink my on. coffee. She spilled my coffee. Oh, she did she? She can have coffee. Then we'll let her have it. Yeah, I don't care if she has coffee. Okay. She's old enough. She probably needs it. Um, yeah, so uh, spring training starts today. Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, I'm a Cardinals fan, and I don't like their chances for anything this season, not even for the division. They have looked like – they didn't look great last year, uh, but they didn't really do much in the off season, which is kind of frustrating to see. I mean, and, and which technically isn't over. They can still do some things, I guess, if they need to, but I just don't foresee that happening. Um, 
and I don't know. You guys have like Corey, you're a Reds fan. Yeah, man. I mean, did you did you like the off season for the Reds? Do you just kind of like meh? No, I mean, they're not going to make huge moves. If they're going to get anybody. It's going to be like Trevor Bauer, who's like in a rough spot. Yeah, they're going to pick somebody up and take a take a flyer on them. So right, um, I'm I'm pumped that they kept their young players. Um, yeah, you know, Ellie De La Cruz. He evidently he he hit a a foul ball, a long foul ball in practice the other day, and yeah. it shattered the windshield of the pitcher who threw it. That's awesome. <laughs> so um, I'm excited to watch him play, and if that's all I get from Cincinnati, um, that's still, I mean, it's it's fun to have a, a sort of a player who is um, one to pay attention to up and coming. Yeah. They played hard last year, and if they could do that from the beginning and we put some pitching together with it, that was a struggle. I mean, that's – Elite pitching changes the game for most teams. Right. And then being healthy at the right time. So, um, you know, I was looking at the odds to win the World Series, and the Reds aren't really hmm. – it's going to break my heart, but they're they're way down there. But um, James, do you have, you have a team that, like, you really, really follow? Um, Growing up, I used to be a Brace fan. Right. But then they stopped showing those on TV. Right. And then I started uh, the Nats. Follow the Nats, but okay. I don't like to affiliate with anything in the D.C. these days. So Fair. Um, yeah. I would agree. Yeah, I will and say they're, they're bad too. Their cherry blossom uniforms are kind of dope, though. That's true. Yeah. Um, but that's that's as far as it goes for me. I kind of just ride the train with the uh, with what Taylor and Easton like to do these days. So yeah. that's not a bad move. I mean, yeah. you could support what the kids want to do. Yeah. Um, my my boys don't watch any major league baseball. Yeah. And they're they're player guys, so you know they're all over the place. You know, so that tends to be kind of the move now. Yeah. I see a lot of kids doing that. It's just like pick a player and watch the player, and yeah. they don't like, it, which is fine. Um, we'll say St. Louis has the best World Series odds out of the division. Do they really? So it's the Reds, That's um, the Pirates. No, it's um, it's the Cardinals. Excuse me, the Cardinals, the Reds, um, the Pirates, and then I the, just um, I don't understand no. that logic. I don't like. I really Brewers don't. And the Pirates. I don't understand that logic. It's not like we. I don't. That doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I mean, World Series odds at this point is what organization could actually. Show that they could figure it out. Sure, and, and in the central, that's since that's um, St. Louis, right? I mean, they've proven that they could make a move, and they're willing to make a move. Where Cincinnati's not willing to make a move, unless the stars align with these young guys. It's right. what you just why don't we just repeat what I said last year about baseball with the Reds? Because if we get to the All Star break and we've got all of our good players still and pumped, right? We haven't given up on the year, and that's every year I start with that sort of mindset, which is sad, but it is exciting to know that we. We should start better this year than we did last. Yeah. And we figured those things out, hopefully. But, um, you know, a lot happens with dynamic within uh, a locker room, and so especially with young players. So if you don't have some um, some leadership in there or some experience, then sometimes teams can get sideways for weeks at a time, which could really mess up their season. Yeah. So if, if they could just galvanize the locker room, find something to cheer for, have some kind of weird home run celebration that makes them happy, whatever it is, you know, rally monkey this or – you know, yeah. You know, rally squirrel, some kind of song or something that just galvanizes them. Great, I don't care whatever it is. I mean, these guys are all young kids for the most part, and they just need something to play for. Yeah. Like millions of dollars isn't enough. So if if they right. come out and they are competitive, that would be great. Mm. You guys remember rally squirrel for the Cardinals? Squirrel, oh, I remember that squirreling on the fields, nuts. <clears throat> the rally monkey for the Angels, but that was because they really made a push, right? Um. All right. So we're gonna do way too early World Series picks. Um. Do you guys have? I'll. I mean, I'm not. I can't. I can't go Cardinals. I know. Like. I don't think. 
I don't even I don't even know that I'm confident enough to say that they're going to make the playoffs. That's kind of where I'm at currently. Um, That's tough. I, I listen. Do, do I think that they could? Yes. I they, mean, we only finished, I think, four games under 500 last season, which is which is kind of where I'm currently at. Like to see a Cardinals organization go under 500 is kind of unheard of. Um, so I, I want to have a homer pick, but. I'll be honest. The Dodgers look pretty much unstoppable. Gross. Like you, you look at the people that they have. God. How can you go against the Dodgers? That's I mean, why I hate, this is why I start to hate baseball. Yeah, because there, it, there's it's ridiculous how much money they can spend and go get Shohei on top of it. It's like it's oh, an all star yeah. team on their team. Yeah. Yes. Now they've done that for a while and they haven't done much with it. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, yes, they're the World Series odds favorite. Yeah. But it makes me sick. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I'm gonna go with the Dodgers just because. Gross. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't feel good about it. I'm gonna pick, but, the, Car- I'm gonna pick the Cardinals then, just because you picked the Dodgers. <laughs> that would be great. I'd love for the Cardinals Golly. to get a shout out like that. But like you know, in your heart of hearts, I know better. Um, all right. So for me, it's the Dodgers. Who, who you guys got? I'm gonna go Yankees. Really? I think I said the same thing last year. Yeah. It didn't pan out. They they just got they got a good team. I, I'm you know Dodgers definitely are are the favorites, but I'm gonna sure. stick with these East Coast guys and uh, they picked up. Um, who was his name? Um, Juan Soto. Oh, yeah. Couldn't remember his name. Yeah, but uh, do they still have a pretty core team? I mean, they should yeah. put it together. If they don't, then they're just losers. Yeah. I agree. Well, they're, I mean, they're, the Yankees, the Yankees are, the, are losers anyway. East but Coast like, Dodgers. East Coast Dodgers, yeah. Or the Dodgers of the West Coast Yankees. They just spend a bunch of money, and it's where, yeah. well, the Padres are where players, big hitters go to, to underachieve. So that's yeah. kind of been the Yankees after you pay them. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with the Orioles. Oh's why not? I mean, why I don't because I cannot. One? I don't want most of the teams, the top teams, to come out of my mouth because I just it's gross. I don't want it to say that it's going to be the stinking Dodgers or the Yankees. I don't think Texas can repeat. Well, don't no, forget about the Braves not. either, though. The Braves are up there. Um, you know, they fizzled out last year at the wrong time. Yeah. So, and I apologize to Nick about the the Braves because <laughs> they were a lot better than, but they didn't. They didn't end up winning, right? Um, but th- we did like a a buy sell or or. Oh, start bench cut or yeah, something. Yeah, bench cut, yeah. Um, and so, you know, I said, hey, I think it's going to be the Phillies. And the Phillies made a run at the end. Um, they just couldn't put it together either. But, um, you know, why not Why not the Orioles? They played good last year. They've got a lot of good young talent. Um, they seem to want to win. And, I mean, who knows? Uh, Atlanta probably has – they're probably, probably the safest pick. Probably the most friendly pick. Yeah. It's a team that I would cheer for. Um, it's an organization I respect more than like the Dodgers. Well, and they stay out of the you know they stay out of the limelight. They don't the guys are pretty clean. You know you yeah. don't hear too much negative about them. Going back to those Cardinals though, dude, I feel like you guys just missed the mark on transitioning out your old guys and bringing in new. Yeah, there were so many guys in the past like three years that you guys left or that left from retirement or new teams and mm. just, or you let hang on just a little bit too long. Yeah, well, yeah, Adam retirement. Wainwright, dude. I mean, like that was don't get me wrong. I love Adam Wainwright, and I always yeah. will. But like, yeah, we should. There was no reason for him to have stayed on. We, but there's a cardinal way. Yeah. We we are the the quintessential like look at our farm club. This is what we do, yeah. and then maybe we add one or two guys potentially that can help in that. But I mean, I don't know. It's also hard. Like we have a star studded infield as far as defense goes. I mean, and also I mean offensively, it's hard to keep out Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. Like. Do the Cardinals know, like, if as an organization you look at your team and you say, "Hey, I don't think we're gonna we're gonna have what it takes to win it all." 
But if we bring back Pujols, if we bring back these these players that everyone loves, people are going to come and watch. Right. So do we honor those players this year and knowing that we're not going to be able to make a push and that's what that's better than just trying to make a push and feeling like you're not on like Cincinnati didn't pick up Votto. That hurts. I would like yeah. to see hopefully they'll find a way to get him back. But like you look at that and you think, man, it'd be nice to see a team that's not going to have a chance to win at all, at least honor their historically good players in a way right. that will draw people and galvanize sort of who we are. Um, St. Louis, I think, has always done a good job of doing both, competing and also honoring their players in a good way. Yeah. Um, but it's tough, especially the way you know money goes around. You know, the Braves, they lost um, – oh, shoot, who went to the Dodgers? Freddie uh, Freeman. Yeah, Freddie Freeman, and, yeah. and he didn't want to go. And that was a I move know. by his agent, Cried. maybe more than him. Yeah. And so, you know, the Braves last year the, with Freeman, they would have been a better team. Of course. But, um, you know, it was hard. That's hard to watch. So yeah. if, if you're an organization to kind of keep your guy around, even if it's a year longer than you need to, um, we were talking about that in football. You know, what if, um, you know, Travis Kelsey, you know, how much longer is he going to be elite? And you think maybe one more year, and then he could have a year that's. He's injured, and you're yeah. hanging on to him longer than you should to honor what he's done. Now, yeah. hopefully, he has five more years. Of course. But that's the reality of any organization when you have these Hall of Fame-type players is how yeah. long do we hold on to him? And by keeping him that extra year, is it worth it to do that or to honor them, or is it better to move them, get what you can, and get a nice young talent in there? Right. Where did so. Votto go? I think free agent. I think he's just a free agent. Okay, He'll get so picked up as a DH they somewhere. They were talking about the Reds weren't against picking him up for like a potential, like if they were to make a run as like a right. a veteran. To so he'll be what, what a lot of players are that probably should retire but still have something left in the tank. Yeah. They'll bring him in late. They won't play the whole season. Um, now, will Cincinnati be relevant? So it could just be a victory lap to retire his jersey, which they'll do anyways. I mean, he is 40. I know, like he, like, but he had a decent season last year, and he's he's the veteran presence that makes those young guys understand why it's so important. Yeah, right. So that's where I think he's more valuable than what he does at bat. Can you get him at the right price to have him worth being on your team as sort of an you know uh, expert analyst to the players? You know, who yeah. plays? You know, but it would be it would be know. interesting to see. Like I, I mean I'm not I'm not I mean, obviously he's one of those guys that's been around forever and has played well. So I can see him being picked up. Well, a little more on the uh unfortunately the controversial side. Nobody's picked up Trevor Bauer yet. He's still sitting out there. I and which he's still got he's still got the stuff, too. He's good. Dude, he's super good, man. And like, yes. He's he's been cleared of everything. He's yes. I mean, and he's a I mean, don't get me wrong, he's a fiery guy. I mean, he's the he th- throws the baseball out of the stadium cuz he gets picked out of a game but like i'll take that all day i will too as a reds fan because that's you, how we you got have him. guys in every sport that do that and yes. they're getting massive contracts like i feel like right. baseball is more of like the the purest and they don't want to play those it, games and it, is a, it is a more conservative fan base yeah. it is a more traditional sort of what marks success right and so you know these having people come in and being a a player or a personality over team isn't really popular in baseball. Yeah. People want you to be a team guy. So you've got to be elite, elite. Like John Rocker, he mm-hmm. wasn't an, a quintessential brave or whatever, but then he was so good at, you know, being him yeah. that it was like wild thing on Major League, right? Right. Um, so you, you could kind of deal with it. Um, or basketball, Dennis Rodman comes in and 
you don't want him near your team. Right. But he's so beneficial at the right moments. So baseball is just not as good with that. And then Bauer, the nature of the the issue that he had mm-hmm. involving a woman, involving um, abusive allegations right. of sorts, um, those were all things that were sort of difficult to come back from. Yeah, but even if you're innocent. Even if you're innocent, right? right. And so he'll find a team. If, you know, if somebody's making a playoff push, they're going to bring him in. Yeah. But I don't know if he'll ever be able to be – well, it's like it's like for like us as ministers, um, like what we have is our reputation, yeah. and like that's basically it. Like we could be, we could be the greatest speaker. I mean, and, and I'm sure at some level, every person's job, like as a as a sales rep, as long as you're you know hitting your quota or whatever, that's great. But if like you have a bad rep with all of your customers, like eventually they'll go somewhere else, right? Yeah. So. Um, you know, if your reputation gets tarnished, even if it's a false accusation, you still have to then overcome that with every single person who hears about it ever. Yeah. And it doesn't help that he had issues with <laughs> respecting a coach live. Sure. Yeah. So then your organization is like, is this distraction worth it? Right. Um, you know, in ministry, you know, those those sort of marks on your character follow people. It's a small of sampling people hear yeah. about it. So then you have to have someone who's willing to take a chance on you. And you have to operate within those circumstances at a high level to yeah. kind of reset who you are in the market, right? And that's any job, but specifically with conservative markets that there are, you know, it's not guys like Bauer – there are a lot of guys in the, early in the season that can do what he does. Yeah. Now, if late in the season he he's elite, just like Scherzer, he's a little bit he's a lot to handle. Yeah. But because he's so good in the postseason or traditionally has been, yeah. Then people will take a take the crazy in with it and be like, we can manage it. Right. So, um, you know, other parts of the world, then it's you got to know somebody to be able to get that second chance. We were just talking about a mutual friend of ours who, who is very smart, very elite in ministry, looking for a job and just can't find that right place. Because there's either people aren't maybe doesn't have that. It's just who you know in any right. job, really. Yeah. So um, you know, I could look at guys all day long who could do what I do better, but they're not here for different reasons. And so sometimes it's just having the right timing. And for Bauer, the timing, you know, preseason the timing's not there, but it'll get there. And if he can can hold back his maybe his crazy moments a little bit and say the right things and have an agent who can. Guide him through that, he'll be fine. Well, he already, he went through a season over in uh, where was he in Tokyo or something? Usually, think it was Japan. I think. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. I mean, he, you know, that should be one stepping point positive right, right. there. Well, Nothing happened well. over there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I think it was great. So, um, and it'll be interesting. Like, is it an older manager? You got some of these guys that managers seem to pop around all over these different teams and can manage specific types of players. So I think that'll be a matchup to a contender who has a manager that can handle it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm rooting for Bauer. Um, yeah. I'd like to see him have a chance to have some redemption in that because I think he's got talent. Yeah. Um, he is. He's a lot to handle. Yes. He's a great player. Uh, and, you know, speaking of great players, the NBA All-Star Game is this weekend. Uh, and they – I don't know. Like, we watched it. We did. We watched it uh, while we were at Winterfest. Winterfest. Um, Winterfest is, it, by the way, if you just quick tangent, uh, Winterfest is um, just a, a really big youth conference that is in Gatlinburg on President's Day weekend every year. Um, I think this year they said the totals were close to a little over 12,000 um, individuals attended this conference, which is wild. That's huge. Um, huge. 
Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, it, you know, it has some, some key players that are there pretty consistently. Yeah. Um, Jeff Walling, David Skidmore, those guys tend to be there pretty regularly and, uh, they do a great job. Deli Chansey, I, I know you listen to this podcast every episode that comes out. Um, sh- shout out to you for like making um, an incredible conference. I don't know how you do it. I don't know if you want to keep doing it um, just because you've been doing it for so long. Yeah. And I appreciate uh, what you've been able to do and honestly to make a youth minister's job a little bit easier. Hey, um, a mutual friend of ours, um, Luke Stradley, Oklahoma youth minister, does a YouTube channel, Riverside. Yeah. Uh, Fly fishing, and yeah, he yeah. did an interview with um, with um, Dudley Chancy yeah. about where Winifest started and how long he wanted to do it. It was really informative. I watched it; I thought it was good. If anybody's kind of wanting to figure out what Winterfest is, that's a that's a good little nugget to pick up. And shout out to Luke; he's a good guy. Um, it's all it's also an opportunity for guys like Luke for us to see them. It's like a big family reunion. Yeah, it is. We got to see all the different counselors from our Ottawa Week on the same session. I look back in the back at one point and. You were back there with Nick Schmall and Chris Langley and um, Robert yeah. Lee was back there. And I think Greg Ashmore was like, did we not get invited to the party? I'm looking back at all these guys. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, and, you know, we talk more about local stuff there than we do here. Right. Uh, because we're all there together. Yeah. Um, so it's just really cool. You get to see just the mass of people. And this year they talked about the Book of Acts um, and then even talked about our responsibility to sort of carry that on and let the Spirit lead us. And so I'm a big shout-out to um, – to Taylor Hume last night, one of the challenges was um, to find your one person and bring him. And Taylor already found a person, brought him to church last night. So I thought that was really cool. He was, I think I told you last night, he was so excited. He, he used this little watch to call his buddy and he came out and he said, you know, the kid said he'd come and he comes out of the, he's like, all right. He said, bring in one more to Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and was like super excited about it. I was like, all right, you're not done. You're not done. Like keep going. But, but that's really cool. I mean, these yeah. kids, I, I think this is the first year in a long time where I looked and I thought, I'm old. Because maybe some of the the entertainment or some of the things that were yeah. being said and how it was being done, it was more for a younger audience. And I realized, this isn't for me. It was for the kids. And the kids responded well to it. Yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm, it's really cool. It's neat to be a part of that um, that kind of experience, which is, um, yeah. which is really cool. Well, yeah. And shout out to uh, our guy, what's his name, Nolan? Nolan, yeah. Nolan Furtick. Uh, seeing a listener out in the wild out there. Yeah. yeah, man. Gave us some feedback live. He did. He actually specifically wanted to meet James. Like, oh, I want to meet James. <laughs> hey, Nolan's twins are a top 10 um, chance to win the um, World Series, by the way, too, betting odds. Nolan, I don't believe in the twins the way that everybody else does. So <laughs> well, it's funny. I, I asked him. I was like, what's your favorite episode? He's like, I don't have a favorite. He said, but I have a least favorite. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. that was really imp- that was good to hear from him and him him say he enjoys the encouragement stuff, the spiritual side stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, challenges us as men to make sure that what we say is encouraging. I thought that was a great take. I mean, we need to hear that kind of stuff because it's easy to get on these mics and feel like we're in a space where, you know, we can say whatever we want, and it's important. Like, yeah, there, <laughs> there's not a lot of sports knowledge that I'm throwing out there that's not already been given. So, I mean, I'm not really a, I'm not really a source to to kind of hang your hat on when it comes to stuff. So we're just out here. We're just trying to do our best, but I think the spiritual side of it is probably the most important thing we can do. Yeah, I mean, I, I like that. Uh, I mean, the theme this year was acts, um, yeah. adoration, church, truth, and spirit, mm-hmm. and. Um, I talked to our kids last night during class a little bit about those things and, you know, how do we translate that into, uh, we talked about what the ideal church looks like in 10 years. Like what, if they could have 
their ideal church, and we'll just say we just used Bayside as an example, not that it is the ideal church, but um, what is if you could make Bayside anything you wanted it to be in ten years, what would that look like? And then we spent an hour on that, and it was it was such a it, w- it was refreshing and also like surprising to see that um, it lined up really well with what the leaders we did, did I don't know, like a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we basically did the same thing, except it was in, was it a 10-year thing or was it a five-year thing? I'm not sure, but we basically did the exact same exercise. Yeah. Um, there was at one point where our elders, deacons, ministers, and all our wives were together, and, and we had a guy lead this session, and one of the things that we did was like, what do, what do you want you know, Bayside to look like in five years? And so I basically redid that exercise, and yeah. it was wild how similar it was, except maybe the kids were a little bit more, um, I'm going to put this in quotes, progressive than right. maybe some of ours was. And it maybe it was, and you know, I, you know, I told them to dream big. I told them to, you know, money's not an issue. We're just, we're just trying to figure out what we want. Uh, and they had, they had some disagreements, which I thought was great. Yeah. I mean, we, we got to look at, um, what it was like to pursue, um, a, you know, for a church to pursue the greatest relationship with God they possibly could, and also see how people could do that differently. I got a rough draft um, sort of um, talk, um, or like a, um, a visual on the wall in there from yeah. that two years ago with the church, and we talked about numbers and ministry opportunities, and and really how the church could be the hub of a lot of things going on, and yeah. if we took our attendance by outreach and how we're connecting more than who's in our worship well, service. That's exactly what the kids talked about, and I didn't prompt them for that. I didn't tell them anything about that. They were like, we want multiple campuses. Um, we want a Spanish ministry at one. We want a yeah. coffee shop at one place. We want a homeless ministry at another location, and I was like, wow. Yeah. And then I think with the DR, what we learned there is they tried to, I think Mana had tried to put on all those hats at one point and yeah. said, let's get out of being the school and let's support the school. And so mm-hmm. we're finding opportunities with homeless ministry through um, through some agencies around us where yeah. all we have to do is support what's already going on. So, And it's kind of opened our eyes and our kids' eyes, too, of how we can already support and do things as the church without having to reinvent those things, which is really yeah. cool. Um, and then you look at Acts, and that's literally... Acts is great because you're seeing how the early church is responding to needs specifically with the community. And that's been our focus for the last two right. years here at Bayside. Yeah. And so, you know, how can, they could sell their goods or sell their land and then support, or they can share different things. And, um, you know, people stepping up. And where you say 10 years from now, my, my son's 15. Yeah. Uh, 10 years from now, he's 25. So yeah. he's like a deacon in the church kind of stuff. Which is know? what I... Which Are what we I, even preparing them for that? Which is what we talked about. I was like, hey, in 10 years... I was like, with the exception of one individual, because we have a we have a kid named Jackson that is now just started to come. Um, he went to Winterfest for the first time this uh, this past weekend. Um, every single kid in that room would no longer be a teenager, so none of them yeah. are teens in ten years. And we are having this conversation of what you know they are like, what what the church looks like as they are leading, um, because I'll be a crusty old man at that point. And maybe I'm I'm doing something a little bit different than what I am as a youth minister, right? And um, you know, we had a we had a, actually we had an individual kind of tear up, cried a little bit, and at that thought process because they they didn't they didn't want things to change. And then we and so from there we talked about what what change can look like in such a positive way because um, 
I I can't be the one to do it forever. You can't yeah. be the one to do it forever. They are they are what the church is now, but what we what we are now. Right? What's cool about change too? Um, the weekend talk about Winterfest weekend talked a little bit about this, but sometimes those negative experiences create real positive change. Yeah, and absolutely. so the the scattering of the church, the opportunity for. Um, um, the church to radiate in places where it, you know, maybe wasn't traditionally thought was going to happen. And so, you know, God works. And so if we're looking at only through the things that we're comfortable with or the things that we see positive, yeah. and that's the only way God's going to work, then we're limiting the opportunities or the uh, the sovereignty of God in that way, yeah. because God can do things even through negative circumstances. And if we're not preparing our youth or even our adults to deal with negative circumstances with a positive outlook, then we're going to fail as a church. Right. Well, and they're not getting it anywhere else right now. So no, this is the only, no, po- you mean, know, one of the only positive places where that's an option. No, we had, um, we've had struggles within the adult population here at church and people reaching out to get counseling outside of church, which is a healthy thing, and mental health counseling. And, and some mental health counselors are telling people, hey, don't be so challenged by places like church and stuff. Um, let, don't, don't feel so guilty. And I'm not, I don't think people, people should feel guilty at church, but I think we should be challenged to something more. Mm. And so there's a, even a direct contrast in what people are, the advice they're getting outside of church settings, because sometimes church is hard and sometimes we have to embrace hard things yep. and continue to fight through those. And a lot of our culture around us is saying, Hey, no, don't, you don't have to do hard stuff. Yeah. Right. Some, let somebody else do that for you. Just and keep scrolling and staring at that screen. You'll yeah. So I don't know if that's a good mindset to have. Yeah. And so it is good every once in a while to be reminded how important the hard things are. Well, and, and James, you know, as a, as someone who's coached, youth in baseball as a father, um, Corey, you as a father and as someone who's also a youth minister, um, that to be able to ha- like be encouraging to let them know that they have the gifts and they are capable of achieving more than where they currently are is, is a big deal. Yeah. Um, to speak that life into them is important. And then to also not just speak it to them, give them the opportunity to actually follow through with that yeah. is a big deal. Like you don't tell a kid, Hey, I need you to go, you know, bunt that kid over to second base. You say, hey, listen, we practiced all this. I, you have all the tools and the abilities. You are very capable. Now bunt the ball. Now you're probably going to get out, and it may not be the greatest thing, and yeah. you might think that it's kind of lame, but guess what? You help the team as a whole. And I think that that is that's, – that's, that's a beautiful way in which we can, we can speak about church life is that it's – you're not always – like. You're not always the person that's going to score. You're not always the person that's going to get moved to where you want to be. However, if you can help the team, if you can help, you know, God's kingdom as a whole, like that's that's the goal there. Yeah. Um, and to encourage that is a big deal. Yeah. Uh, and and so that is, it's one of the things that we're talking about this year with our youth group. The theme is is to to dig your own grave. Um, looking at Romans six is burying, uh, or you know, being buried uh, with Christ through baptism, and and like what that constant you know, relationship with Jesus looks like and how it's this this work in progress. And so you're constantly in the process of digging your own grave. And so that Acts conversation, like, is really something that led, that leads really well into the conversation I'm having with the kids regularly. So thank you, Dudley Chancy, again, for helping that out. Hey, thank you, Roman, um, for getting us there and coordinating. We rode together in a van. We did. And I got, you said I was a, um, a youth minister. I think you said... I am a youth minister. Maybe you meant to say was. Oh, you were. But yes, I, w- I was. But I, f- I 
I forgot that I once once was. And right. our first stop, we stopped somewhere. <laughs> and I turned to the kids and I was like, hey, there's a trash bag up here. And when you get out, grab the trash and do this and that. And I looked at you and I was like, hey, I'm sorry. I bet you were just going to say that. And that was <laughs> like the muscle memory took over to like, oh, well, that's not my role. But um, right. but it but it was so much fun. And the kids, the kids had a blast. They did yeah. a good job. And we had two vans, a van full of girls, a van full of boys and some following cars. And, kind um, of following cars. And you know what? That's the experience. You want kids <laughs> to have those road trip moments where right. they have to get along and figure it out. And yeah. It went well. It went really well. I think it was good. I think it was a great trip. Um, all of that to talk about the NBA All-Star Game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, it was... Uh, they need prayer. They need... You're not <laughs> lying. I, I am... I want to talk about the NBA All-Star Game in particular right. because I want to end on a more positive note. Yeah. <laughs> um, the game is lame, man. It is. It's worth nothing, in my opinion. They don't play hard. It's a bunch of threes. How many threes? Somebody said they. I don't. It was a, a ludicrous amount. At one point, it was thirty-seven, and the game wasn't even over. That's wild, dude. I mean, well, like, and it were, broke a record in like the third quarter. There were a right? lot of half-court shots. Yes, man. I don't. Someone, someone um, was giving their take on it, and you could you can cut some ridiculous moments out of that game. And just put those on as like, hey, this is what the game was. And so if you just right. looked at the half court shots or the the try to dunk it between your legs type of stuff, mm-hmm. it was out of control. Yeah, I it's mean, embarrassing. It, uh, the final score would be like two two eleven to one eighty seven or yeah. something like that. Like, Highest scoring game game All-Star game. Can ever. We think game in quotes because like yeah. it wasn't a game. Wasn't a game there yeah. was basically no defense. It was just a. It wasn't fun to watch whatsoever. I watch sports for competitiveness, and there's no competitiveness in this game. Yeah, um, Damian Lillard got booed for being the MVP. By yes, the way. he did, and it was awesome. And Adam Silver um, responded to it, which yeah. I thought was awesome. He was like MVP. I mean, Halliburton started out. He was like eight for nine for three, um, and he was comparable in points. But they well, did they did exactly what that I thought they would do with with that award, and then. The home hometown crowd yeah. was not happy. Well, the, the reality is, is that there was a, there was a point in time in which Lillard wouldn't really let the ball go to Halliburton's side. Oh no, yeah, and and you're like, hey, listen, man, like All Star MVP doesn't mean anything anymore. They yeah. know that. They know when they go on a little streak and they get out a handful of points in front of somebody, they're like, yeah. oh, this could be. But me. I think it you know, like, to Tyrese Halliburton and to um, to the Pacers fans. If you're gonna give it, I mean, you don't want to yeah, give it to on. the you don't want to give it to the hometown guy. But he came out and he was. On fire, he did like five right. threes in a row. Yes, yeah. If he did that in the fourth the quarter, it would have been yeah. different. But I, I mean, and I mean, we, I guess we can talk about the fact that Carl Anthony Towns had fifty. Um, That's just ridiculous. Like, gross. Like, first off, who cares? Um, <laughs> he did. You, he you, did. You lost. Like, I think he thought he was going to be MVP in the losing effort. You're f- no, stop it. But both of those guys, um, all all three of those guys, were highly involved in the three point. Yeah. Um, in this, even the skill stuff. Well, the Pacers had their own skills team, which was embarrassing. They we, won, though. They, right, <laughs> right. But the game itself, um, there were some comments. How do you improve the game? How do you make it yeah. watchable, relevant? Um, I, I mean, I know what I would do. I mean, I know what baseball does. Baseball makes it – you get home home field advantage they actually, for winning. That's no longer a thing. Is it no longer? They stopped that a few years ago. I thought it was still a thing. I thought it was still a thing. I was talking to Nolan. Thank, yeah. Shout out Nolan. He was like, no, doesn't, no not anymore. I liked it when they did that. I agree. It, it made it yes worth playing for. I was really sad when Nolan told me that. So what's your what's your solution for the All Star? Uh, yeah, I mean, my solution w- was honestly something along those lines. Was that like home court advantage during uh, the finals? 
Um, I think that, I mean, and this is more of a broader thing, but like, I think that there should be, I think all contracts in the NBA should only be incentivized. And so like an all-star game win is a part of your actual contract. Yeah. Um, and it, and it actually means like a, a fair amount of money. Yeah. So that the, cause all like, so I thought at one point that it was like, oh, it's never going to be competitive because um, these guys don't want to get hurt. Well, if you, I mean, you watch in the off season, these guys will get together at like a lifetime fitness and play incredibly hard. Yeah. And yeah, so, like, like Drew, Drew League and all yeah, that. Yeah, like you, yeah. yeah. So, like, you can take that out. You can throw the, they, they won't be competitive at the window because if yeah. it meant something, if it was worth um, some amount of money or like they knew that there was like, because there's also no like, um, like rep that comes with it either. Like, oh, we won the All Star game. Like, yeah. no one, no one cares about that. Um, like, no one cares about the in season tournament. Exactly, yet. exactly. So it's an embarrassment on both ends. I think the the home court advantage. Maybe if the Western Conference team wins more games than the Eastern Conference team going in, they should get the extra. They should get the extra home game. Right. But if the Eastern Conference team won the um, All Star game. The Eastern Conference team could choose the order of their home games. Right. That I mean, that would be huge. Right. That so then we huge. could say, you know what, we're going to take instead of the, the the normal setup. And if the Western Conference won, they could say, yeah, we want all four first four games or whatever. Yeah. Um, which would mess with travel and all that stuff, but it would give them a choice. That would be a strategic play that they could make to say, yeah. let's we need a home game here because we could be in this situation. Right. And um, we're going to take the first home game. Or whatever it is, just to kind of get a good start. Yeah, that would be interesting. It doesn't penalize the regular season winner, but it gives an incentive for the All Star Game team to say, "Hey, we're going to be able to kind of shuffle up how the the finals go, so we can have this advantage." Right. Um, my my, I think the easy, the low hanging fruit on making it worth it is doing a USA versus the world. That'd be cool. USA versus the world. Um, you know, have it have it go out there. I think that's a lot safer than other sort of ways that you can kind of split up the teams and figure it out, and then just make it like a World Cup or a Ryder Cup scenario. Yeah, because the Ryder Cup doesn't mean anything. No, it doesn't. But boy, they play, and they they play with pride for country, and yeah. that's that. I think that would be a, an interesting yeah um, way to do it. I mean, they play hard in the World Cup or the FIBA or whatever, right? And they play yeah. hard for the Olympics. And if you did yeah. an like a elam ending, like a target score, mm-hmm. then it's not how many we're going to score, yeah, but it is or how much we're going to score at the end of the game. But it's having a endpoint that kind of gets teams a chance to play, yeah. Because the I don't know, is it the West this year that was done whatever the red team was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't even worth trying in the fourth quarter. Yeah, no, it wasn't. But so, if you had a target score, yeah. Yeah, who knows? I think they should possibly. I don't know. I'm sure there's a conflict of interest somewhere, but like, have NBA guys play against like top G leaguers or maybe like the top 10, 15 in the next draft class coming in. Mm. I mean, that might keep them honest. Yeah. You know, like, hey, I don't want to lose to some college kids. Let's play, you know, tighten up a little bit. Yeah. We talked about that. I know this isn't the game, but we were talking about the dunk yeah. contest. What if you brought the college guys in against the pros? Or you brought guys who aren't in basketball. Yeah, you got some. What's the Jordan Kilgore? Yeah, you he bring does like the uh, yeah. You bring some of these internet talents in. Yeah, and give them the dunk. Con- the dunk contest was ridiculous. It was weak. Stupid. It was weak. If uh, Mac McClung didn't win that, there was oh I was going to rip that eighty-five inch TV off that wall. I think <laughs> the NBA knew if Jalen Brown won that, there was going to be a problem. Right. I mean, in his 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 style with like the tribute dunks was new. 
in a yeah. way. Now, I've seen tribute dunks done before, but everyone I'm being a tribute dunk. He got booed. Yeah. Because he turned the court into Boston Garden. Yeah, which is And the the Pacers fans booed that. I mean, Pacers fans did a good job. They, they booed a lot of things. They're like they should regulating out there. Yeah, know? they they booed Knicks players. They, I mean, they <laughs> traditionally had that chip, which I yeah. appreciate. Yeah, but uh, but Jalen Brown, it was laughable. Some of the dunks that he did. Oh my uh, gosh, he, he did. put and, on a and glove the, and the just glove was that was a Michael Jackson because Michael Jackson was from Indiana. That was, was it, a Mike. Yes, was it really yes. a Michael? I thought it I would. thought it was because it looked like it, but then everyone thought it was because he can't use his left hand. <laughs> well, they, they which t- is embarrassing. One to of him. the commentators also mentioned it. They were like, maybe it's a nod to the fact that everybody says he can't use his left yes. hand. It was obviously Michael Jackson because Michael Jackson was from Gary, Indiana. Oh. So that was a tribute to Indiana, which fell flat. It did. Well, and Indiana doesn't necessarily care about Michael Jackson like it did in nineteen eighty or ninety. Like, I didn't hear any Michael Jackson music. I didn't no. like. He didn't do a dance move. He didn't, like he didn't. Michael like, Jackson didn't play basketball. He didn't give right. a hee hee at the end. Yeah, do <laughs> something, man. Like <laughs> I would have never. There was no obvious other than a glove. And then if someone, and then if a commentator was like, maybe it's a nod that he doesn't have a left hand. I will say Jalen Brown is kind of like uh, Kawhi Leonard with personality. Oh my god! Like it's really hard. It's not really fair. He's trying hard to be likable, but he's a hard dude to like because his personality is just different. Right. He's not. <laughs> he doesn't come across as like a funny. Or a, a necessarily likable person, and that's not that's sad to say. I'm, I'm right. not saying that he's not a likable person. Yeah, but the way he responds, and he's just kind of one note. Where in in sports, especially with figures in sports, that you know you have to be almost yeah, you know, outrageous to kind of get paid attention to. He's a tough one to kind of figure out. And on his team, he's not even the most likable guy as far as like yeah. representation of who the Celtics are. So when he came in and did that, he put himself out there for it. Right. And put himself up for a lot more criticism and embarrassment. And I think it hurt him. That's why a lot of players, that's why LeBron probably has never done the dunk contest. Right. Because you go in and miss one hard, and you're trying harder than everybody else, and you get beat. And it's like, this is going to hurt the brand more than it's going to help. Where Steph Curry comes in and says, hey, I'm going to take on Sabrina Ionescu. And for what I love about the game, win or lose, you know, Curry's just his confidence could could have taken a loss in that moment and not hurt his. It, brand. it wouldn't have mattered, yeah. right? But Jalen Brown, he got nervous. There was a lot more risk for him to to for, to try that hard in the dunk contest and lose to a G leaguer, right? Well, well, who's a professional dunker? And I mean, like, basically, that's what McClung is. And if, you know, we're talking about the Curry Ionescu. Like, Curry is already labeled and widely accepted as a great shooter of all time. So, yeah. one loss to Sabrina Ionescu in a widely recognized event that doesn't matter, like. Who Which cares, right fundraiser if, event? If I'm ranking right. the top All Star events, that's the number one experience. Yeah, for sure. I that, ha- not even the three point contest. The three point contest, everyone had 26 and it was competitive. Yeah, but that. Yeah, Steph Curry. No, I agree. Wait, it was it was it was done well. Everyone enjoys like the you know like a battle of the sexes kind of thing. Like that's that's what people le- want to see. They want to see. They also both of them also competed and wanted it. Yeah. Like it was obvious, right? Yeah. Um, she would have been in the finals of the men's three point. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. We looked at each other when they announced her. Mm-hmm. The eye is silent, basically. In in her na- her last name, uh-huh. and I remember the, the announcing. I kind of looked at you, and you looked at me during the, the the live event. We were like, "What? That's how you say her name?" <laughs> but I still say it wrong. Yeah. But the, the announcer said it was like Anescu or Anescu, like Anescu? with no eye, or like it was like I'm I'm giving a hard eye at the beginning of that. Of course, no. 
But yeah, well, I thought that was a cool moment, and they're already talking about like Caitlin Clark and of course Damian Lillard being in that. Um, I mean, I, w- I mean, for, in the future. So, you know, I, I think that I don't know. There is a I watch. I just I'm, the only reason I'm thinking about this because I watched a whole like YouTube video on it yesterday about like the WNBA and like ways in which it can be better. Yeah. Um, and for you know, for them, it's you know, the consensus is like lower the rim nine feet. Um, no one wants to do that, but whatever. Um, now is that like a pride thing or what? Is, what is that? Of course it is, right? Yeah. It's it, it is, it's got to be that. I mean, like, sure, most of I mean they have all always trained on a ten foot goal, but yeah. like, I mean, at the end of the day, like nine feet just allows you to shoot further back, whatever. Like you'll be all right. Yeah. Um, but also, like, it's it's an entertainment business, right? I think the All Star Game for the NBA has become too much entertainment yeah. and, and not enough. Or I say entertainment, like. Mm, because in my opinion, something that is competitive is entertaining. They have forgotten that the competitiveness is what is the most entertaining thing. And we're 10 years removed from that actually being a reality. Right. Like 10 years ago, these teams were playing hard. 10, 20 years ago, they were throwing elbows and fighting. And right. Well, that was the Kobe. That's a, like, that was part of the Kobe effect, right? Yeah. Like Kobe was like, I, he was like, me and C, when me and CP3 played, we didn't, we never lost an all star game because we weren't playing games. Like yeah. we're there to win. Yeah. And, and it's like people have forgotten that that exists. And like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying that the NBA players can't be friends or that they shouldn't be friends, but like, you have a job and that is to entertain millions of people with a skill that you have. And the reason why it's entertaining is because one person wants it more than the other person and nobody wants anything yeah. in the All Star game. The skills no. challenge was an embarrassment. Oh, it's I terrible, mean, man. Anthony Edwards was shooting left-handed off the side yeah, of the that backboard. Yeah, that made me so mad. I mean, um, they had players throwing half-court shots up like backwards. They weren't right. trying, and it was an embarrassment to the NBA. They should have just cut the feed and went to commercial break on some of it. Well, why I agree. why it are we bad, watching professional players doing bounce passes and chest passes? Like, get out of here. I mean, yeah. it, 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 uh, it exposed them, too, as not paying attention because they were – not the running wrong the wrong the way. They didn't yeah. know how to listen. I mean, it was tough. And now, <laughs> what do you think Kevin Durant thought about um, um, what's his name going through his legs? Oh, through his ice legs. tray. Yeah, uh, Trey Young dribbled yeah, through his legs. He and, did. Uh, there's a there's a photo out there of Kevin Durant <laughs> as a a grown man basketball player and Trey Young as a little kid, right? Like he met him once, and then now he's dribbling through his legs. Like, <laughs> I'm surprised that that didn't galvanize them to play a little harder when some players are trying to embarrass you out there. Well, it's almost like it's like an audition or a tryout to like potentially put a super team together. Like, hey, I don't get to play yeah. with these guys much. Right. Like, who can I throw an oop to and maybe get that feeling of, hey, I want him on my yeah. team? You know, it's like well, they were they kept showing like the Curry and LeBron pregame, like yeah. talking to each other. <laughs> like they're um, friends. That doesn't mean they can't like stop exactly. trying to put things together that aren't storylines. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's what the media's going to do. I think right? the NBA, it as a brand, will figure it out. Hopefully. I think it's taken them too long to even have the conversation. But as far as all the major sports, the NBA seems to respond well to um, figuring things like that out and making their brand marketable yeah. much more right. than in NHL, better than baseball. For sure. baseball's All Star Game, the home run derbies, I, I like it a little more than the um, the NBA. The NBA is hard to watch. It is across the board. Yeah, the, they're All Star circumstances, but the, um, the NFL is even worse. 
There's no reason to play, and you're not even getting the top players. Yeah, these guys. So are the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl is worse than the other. Hard to watch. I agree. The Pro yeah. Bowl is terrible. Well, because there is more risk with that. Yeah. Like you're hitting each other. Right. Yeah. Well, just, flag or now. But right. Yeah. What if um? What if basketball players played football and football players played basketball? Now you're wild. I would watch that. I would or watch you, that. Or the combine them. They're close enough. Right. Where like having NFL and NBA play each other in basketball and then play each other in football, flag have football. Have them all play each other in pickleball. Yeah. Have them have hey. them share those. <laughs> I'm here for that. Experiences NBA versus NH- yeah. NFL and during the um the Pro Bowl and then the All Star Game have the football players because. What's his name? Um, new receiver for the Rams, um, Puka. Yeah, Puka. He, he he dunked. Yeah, during the game and looked for real basketball athletic. I mean, I would like to see LeBron James at the tight end position. Yeah, like that would be sick. If I was a quarterback, I'd give him one right up the middle. Could you like, imagine? Let's see what you got, buddy. <laughs> Could you imagine the insurance for that? There would. Kind of there's mean. no shot that would ever happen. <laughs> um, but. Uh, that Maybe was, we could promote it and get some of these players to do it. He's right. got so much gear on. He looked like a knight coming across the middle <laughs> of the field. They're like, don't get hurt, please. That'd be wild, though. Um, yeah, I mean, speaking of sports where people don't get hurt, um, NASCAR. Uh, well, well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Rest in peace, Dale Earnhardt. Shame is. on you. Shame. Yeah, all right. Let's whatever. have a moment of silence. Um, moment of silence. He didn't get hurt. He just died. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> can, I, can I say that? Is that, is that too far? Probably. Lord, um, we, I mean, we, pray for, we pray for Roman right now, Lord, and, and we pray that. Uh, <laughs> I closed my eyes. Oh, I, was, I was ready for that whole prayer. Um, yeah, so I guess the Daytona 500 happened. I think I've it talk- happened on a Monday because of rain. On a rain delay. Yeah. So I, apparently that was we deal. didn't get to watch it Sunday. And we didn't get to force people to watch it Sunday, which is disappointing. Darn. And, and the Daytona is unique because. The driving style and the track, it's basically two lines, and they get three wide when they have to, and it's you and a bunch of guys working together to improve your positioning. Yeah, it's like dra- it's drafting the whole it's time. It's drafting the whole yeah. time, and then you know the last 20 laps, it's they're going to be two huge wrecks yep. that's going to thin out the crowd, and you're going to have somebody left. Well, and, that's and, the name of the game on these big yeah. tracks. It's kind of hang around up front and kind of stay out of the middle where the you know trouble's going to happen yeah. and be in the top ten when the last so, couple laps come. So. Will, William Byron, Lord William Byron, yes. won on a, basically on a caution lap, a caution which is restart, hard to watch. Yeah. But he, what are we going to restart it and wreck, restart it? That's what they did last year. Yeah. It was rough to watch. So he won. It was kind of anticlimactic. He tried to do some burnouts in the grass and got stuck. and. <laughs> That's kind of it. That's embarrassing. <laughs> That's kind of it. And you see these these teams that work hard all day to kind of be in a position to win, and then it's that's that's the name of the game. Yeah. So, but it is the it is one of the most important NASCAR races. So it's hard not to talk about, and it is it's fast, man. They are flying. They're doing a football field a second. What does um, the NASCAR All Star Game look like? There's an all-star race. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. It's Dude. and it's for like well, it's it's incentives. It's like a million dollar race. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, and I they, appreciate that. Then. And they're out there going full. See, that's what I'm saying. I mean, in like yeah, they, it's in Charlotte every year. Individuals have died playing that sport. Clearly, sport in quotes. Yeah. Because um, everybody can. They are they are athletes in a sense. They some sit. some they have to train. Yeah, oh, so they some, have to train to hold their pee. Like, they don't even we, have to do that. They like, can just we, they just go to the bathroom. See, that's what I'm saying. That's freaking gross, man. Like they that come on. That's commitment. Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce. Oh my goodness, dude. I mean, I, it's possible. I okay. So here's the reality. I'm <laughs> I am obviously a NASCAR hater. Um, I think it's so boring. I don't know how people get into it. It's just left turns, right? I mean, essentially, going live, watching it live changed my outlook. 
having someone to cheer for. Chase Briscoe, he's not even sponsored by Magical Vacation Planner anymore. Aww. Rest in peace, that sponsorship. I'll just say, he's <laughs> not. Pretty sure he's alive. But yeah, he finished 10th. But, uh, but um, I was watching a social media video the other day. During Christmas, he gave bicycles to every kid in like Lawrence County, where he's from, like that's cool. The Mitchell school system, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like for for me, a guy from the area that I grew up in, competing in one of the most popular sports, and and right and supporting his community with that, that's cool. Um, you know, NASCAR is it takes a lot to sort of figure out. You know, you you cheer for a team or a type of car. I'm a Ford guy. I'm a Chevy guy. I'm a Toyota yeah. guy. Right. Um, so. These races, you know, the road races to me aren't interesting, Mm-mm. really. Um, and I'm not a Formula One. I don't see that. I don't see how you could watch that live. And every, you know, on your turn, you see a flash of cars, and that's it. At yeah. least at NASCAR races in the stands, you can see the whole race. And it's the people, man. Well, it's the, it's I was the whole more impressed with yeah. the, the people and yeah. the characters, the fans. That changed yeah. my outlook on it. What's well, the the smells and the sound, like the yeah. race fuels, the rubber? It, yeah. yeah, I mean it's it and it 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 physically affects you more than like baseball or basketball. Sometimes you'll sort of feel the game. NASCAR, it shakes your soul. It's so loud. I mean, it's just it is a it's a it's a different experience. I can't even say. Put a it. bunch, I mean, put a bunch of thousand rednecks here. in a rectangle and see what happens. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I've been or an I've, oval. I'm I've sorry. been to the Daytona 500. Yeah, like I went well, by default. I went to this race. Yeah, I was in high school, so like obviously I'd have a different outlook on it now. I think maybe. Um, All right. I mean, it was cool for like for like 25 laps. Like what you're what you are explaining is exactly how I felt for 25 laps. Yeah. And then when I heard when I realized it was going to be 500 of those, <laughs> I was like, no. But then there's it's hot the, dogs it's and pretzels. The same thing. I just played hacky sack. Well, we went to um, we went to Richmond and caught the the this Toyota sponsored one. And the pregame stuff, they had a concert. They had race simulators. They had a lot yeah. of free giveaway. It was like the county fair. It wasn't even like a state fair, the county but fair it was like awesome. a county fair. Yeah. But um, but well, the clientele that were around there made it look like a legitimate county fair. So right. it was cool. it was pretty. Well, those small tracks are tougher though too, because once they start the race and get you know all out of format, you can't follow. You know, it's yeah. So you know, they're just beating and banging, and you lose the leader, yeah. and you're like, I don't even know who I'm watching right now. I'm, it's I don't want to be disrespectful to NASCAR because clearly they're doing something right. Um, I mean, we talk about how other sports like respond to their fan base. I don't know if NASCAR's ever done that ever, um, because apparently they got it right on the first try. Um, <laughs> or the fan base hasn't changed. Or the fan no. it's subtly changing I, I it's with, to that, yeah. with <laughs> race and gender. There are, um, you know, they're female racers, or they're, they're really you're getting people from different cultures. Um, so you're bringing in like Suarez is um, a Mexican-born um, a racer, and so you're getting in a different demographic. Um, Bubba Wallace is bringing in a lot. Danica Patrick yeah, for a while. so you're getting is, a lot of different. Is people. Bubba Wallace the guy that had the the noose hanging in his? It was that. It was a rope that to help pull the garage door down, but it it was not an actual. It was an overblown. It was scenario. not what it was supposed no, to be. It no. wasn't a hate crime. All right, and did he get? But in trouble the for timing that? of that. Well, the timing of that was really. It was that time. It was all that um, BLM movement stuff, and right. so. It, yeah, it was bad timing. It was bad timing. It was an overreaction. His Typically, ca- his car is actually owned by Michael Jordan. Yeah, he's part of the Michael Jordan Denny Hamlin team. Yeah, right. Okay, all right. I um, like I said, I don't. I had heard about that. I'm not a. I'm not like in the NASCAR 
Like I don't get updates on NASCAR on my phone. Yeah. Um, you typically watch it with us and then make fun of the names as much as possible to try to downgrade what's going on. Yes, that's exactly that is correct because that's I have to keep myself entertained somehow because yeah. it's it's the same thing every single time. Um. Anyway, I'm glad that you guys have something that you enjoy. Uh, <laughs> um. Uh. We saw so the MLS started. Yep. Um, it was Inter Miami versus Salt Lake, mm, something football team. Um, <laughs> and those Salt Lakers, right? Uh, Salt Lake. You, you, I'm not even. Gonna, it doesn't matter. Um, they uh, Inter Miami blank Salt Lake. Um, I think you said Messi had an assist. James Messi had assist. Uh, Suarez. Suarez. Su- Suarez. Yeah. Um. I think we decided that his name is Sir Bites a lot because that was his thing, mm-hmm. was biting people. Yeah. And um, do what you got to do. Hey, uh, what's the phrase? If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Pretty I much. don't know that you should live by that phrase. It's not um, it's probably. Good, that's a good NASCAR term. It sounds like a NASCAR term. Ricky yeah. Bobby. Real Salt Lake. Okay. It's, it's the real Salt Lake. It's the real Salt Lake. <laughs> I love that you said real. Like that's how it should. That's how it's. it's that's to how it's supposed to be said. I have no idea. I mean, yes. real Salt Lake. It is, yeah, it is. Yeah. So, it's, but. but no, real. It's not. The well, because you say Real Madrid, right? Yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. like, it's not the real Salt Lake Housewives. No. <laughs> it could be though. Which they would probably be have awesome. that. Probably so, just a bunch of Mormons. So, soccer for me is about as entertaining as NASCAR for you. Yeah. Um, if they had cars and soccer balls. What's that game that the Rocket, kids League? Play? Oh, Rocket, Rocket League? Rocket League. Rocket League. If then, let's talk. Yeah. I mean, honestly, what if they had Rocket League on the league on the infield of uh, NASCAR races? Uh, it would be wild, dude. Yeah. That'd be sick. Um, I do know there are some like state county fairs that actually do that. With, like, I think that's just cars. a demolition derby. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. But then they play Rocket League with it, which is cool. What if we play um, dodgeball with cars and people? That sounds like <laughs> dying. Um, that sounds like there's not. There's never they put a good them in the outcome. orb. There's One of those orbs. Oh, my gosh. Would I try that? <laughs> of course I would. That sounds like a terrible time and also something I want to do now. Yeah. So it's interesting. Um, people, I'm sure, like golf. Golf's ramping up the Masters. and you Yeah. Get, I'm sure there are some sports fans out there like, I could not watch golf if you paid me. Oh, dude. Um, Charlie Woods. He is about to try to qualify for the tour. Awesome. He's, what? Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. He's, there's a uh, tournament coming up, and if he... I don't know places or wins. I don't remember the. I heard Tiger's pulling a LeBron says if um if you let him in the tournament, I'll play too. Do you think that? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Do you think <laughs> that his dad is? I made that up. Him? You think his dad's going to sponsor him with the Sunday Red? Is that what it's called? I think he'll make him earn it. I th- I agree. He should make him. I earn hope it. he does. That would be awesome. <laughs> like he co- Charlie Woods comes out and he's like not wearing his dad's apparel because his dad's like no, he's wearing Nike stuff. Yeah, yeah buddy, like, I'm, wearing, I'm wearing. <laughs> me and Ricky are wearing Puma. Um. Yeah, I, that'd be wild, dude. Under, Under Armour may grab him up. They should. That'd be a huge smart move. Uh, it would be a, it would be a really smart move. You get rid of uh, Spieth because he's out there cheating on the scorecards. Church League, we'll throw a patch this way. We'll do a sponsorship. Right, Church yeah. Well, hey, listen, you give us a little patch on that shoulder, Charlie. Listen, I'll give you $2 right now. <laughs> I got I got three water bottles we'll give and a hot dog. Get like, out of here, creeper. <laughs> <laughs> What's the uh, EA Sports? They're giving money to the football players. Uh, it's like a few hundred bucks oh, and, yeah. uh, and a copy of the game. That'd be glorious for um, for college people giving their name and likeness now. Yeah. Oh, uh, college basketball. Um, for you, Corey, I'm sure you love the fact that Kentucky lost. They did. Um, They've lost a few in a row. Yeah. I can't get too excited about it because Indiana's lost a few in a row too. So. Right. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> all right. I wasn't going to say that. The team that but... you want to brag about is kind of embarrassing at the moment. 
Indiana has the talent to be in the tournament. They're just they're not playing right really good together. And I think maybe next year if they can hang on to their players, I really worry about teams like Indiana where they they have an off year and they're not allowed to anymore. Yeah, the players just going to leave. They're going to go somewhere else. And you got to figure it out. Right. Um, but they're really at a point where they have to win the Big Ten tournament, which would be wild. Which gives them a share of the Big Ten championship, which is also gross. What? The regular <laughs> they get yeah. a share no, with the regular right. season. You're right. You're right. Disgusting. Um, yeah. So I mean, I, I think that you know, I mean, we so Caitlin Clark is she broke the she broke the record with broke, a career high points. Right, and we I think we talked about that last week. And yeah. then she's, I mean, like the reality is she's going to break the all time more than likely. Like she has an average Looks like less it. than her regular game average yeah. through six games to break the record. Yeah, um, they can't get to the the women's tournament fast enough. I, know. I mean, UConn's not as competitive as they have been. South Carolina's pretty dominant. So without Angel Reese, who's like a sideshow conversation, a personality, and Caitlin Clark, who's a legitimate basketball talent personality. Yeah. I'm not saying Angel's not talented in basketball, but more of her personality overshadows her basketball skill yeah. in that conversation where Caitlin Clark is – you know, she's like Steph Curry. Ball is for, life for Iowa right now, right? Yeah. Um, but the best thing that can happen for women's college basketball is get to the tournament and get these. Because, yeah. I mean, the iron's hot for them right now. And I think women's college basketball might be more exciting than WNBA. It is. It is without question more exciting. Yeah. Uh, it, it almost feels like there's more talent. And, like, I don't want to – that that probably sounds really rude, but, like, it feels like there's more talent in college basketball. And NIL has a lot to do with that. Like, Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark were both like, why would I go to the NBA? They make less money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I think NIL hurts the WNBA significantly. Much more. I think women's sports in general are going to suffer more at the professional level than the collegiate level because of the NIL. I'll tell you, the WNBA owes a huge thank you to a few players who have stuck it out when they could have done a number of different things. Oh, yeah. Because longevity in women's sports isn't really necessary. It, right. It's a pride thing. Like so Diana like Taurasi. Bird, Diana Taurasi. Yeah. They carried that league yeah. whenever it was unwatchable. And a lot of players who probably could have played longer didn't because they needed to go out and get real jobs. Right. Or they just didn't want to put their body on the line for that kind of stuff. Um, so... It is making movement. I mean, I'm surprised how long the WNBA has been a relevant sport, mm-hmm. which is um, I'm I'm happy for it. But I think the way college has sort of been more highlighted is going to help the WNBA. People yeah. will try to follow some more of those players, and you get some of those personalities. Name, image, and likeness. I think helps women's sports more than it does guys at a certain level, right? Because they're going to be superstars immediately when they go into the league. Sabrina Ionescu, great example. She's a superstar and marketable to one of the most exciting things in the men's game for the All-Star Weekend because she was involved with Steph Curry. Yeah. Right? So because people had heard about and they're looking for that sort of LeBron James, Michael Jordan sort of talent on the women's side, Yeah. then you're hyping them up and people are paying attention to it. So not just – women sports fans, but across the board, people know who she is. Mm-hmm. So Caitlin Clark has got a State Farm commercial. Yes, she does. I mean, that's a big deal for women's sports. It's awesome. Um, yeah, so I think that, you know, I mean, I, 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 clearly I hate on women's sports on a regular basis. Um, I think that Caitlin Clark is the real deal in general. Um, I, I mean, I think she's the best women's basketball player that I've ever seen in person. Not well that I've ever not in person, but like since really paying attention. Right. Um 
I am excited to see what happens at the next level for her. It'll be, I'm assuming it translates. There's a lot of people that say that you're going to get to the WNBA and she's not going to ever, like, I don't know, like. No, I think, I it'll, I think it'll translate pretty well. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm trying to think of who are the individuals that are going to make an attempt to stop that because no one does what she does. She pulls up like Curry um, and no one does that in the WNBA. Yeah. The closest is Sabrina Ionescu and like, she's good. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, she's not like, she's the next closest, I think. Um, and it's, I don't know. They were both afforded college teams, the opportunity on college teams to be able to be that person. Right. Where at Connecticut, you're not going to do that. Of course not. You know what I mean? South Carolina, you're not going to do that. So they were both on teams that allowed for one player to sort of dominate the ball like that. You know, I think All-Star Game would be interesting if if you had the top women's sports out there playing and not like – the three-point contest with Steph and Sabrina, but you had a game, maybe just a quarter, where you had guys in positions like ours that talk a lot of trash about women's sports go out there and see if they could actually match up. Yeah, I'd love to Now, I don't want to cheapen. I don't want to cheapen. Tennis did that with um, Billie Jean King. Yeah. I don't want it to be some circus thing. But I would like to see if, um, you know, if Caitlin Clark or Sabrina's out there just embarrassing talk show guys who have a chip on their shoulder about women's sports, right? it would sort of change that narrative from people who get to talk about it freely without having to back it up. Well, I'm here to see, like, Brittany Griner go against a retired DeMarcus Cousins because that's who she called out. But I wouldn't watch that one-on-one. For a second, I would. But if it was a, if it was a game of five-on-five and... Oh, yeah, of know, course. Someone went through the between the legs on Kevin Durant... You know, if Sabrina was doing that, Kevin Durant would put in the self Sabrina could position, like, but like run under his legs. Yeah. I mean, that's the reality. I mean, like, I mean, so could have Trey Young. I yeah. mean, like, that's you know. Uh, but if if you if I had anything to say about women's sports, like, you know, actually marketing things like that, I would say absolutely stay away from something like that because yeah. it cheapens what it is. I tend to but agree. there's no provable way to say could the 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 best high school basketball team compete with the best women's college basketball team. And to put that together almost seems like some kind of circus sideshow, but it would be interesting to know. Yeah. How can we verify or what? how can you test those theories that people have and, yeah. and, and right. keeps people from just saying whatever they want? Well, that's when you know that there is – it's not the most legitimate league is when that's like kind of up for debate. Like would a high school boys basketball team beat a WNBA team? Like the fact that people have that like kind of in their mind, like is that a, is that is like is that possible? Yeah. To me, means that like the level of talent at the professional level is not where it should be, or not where it needs to be. Well, um, and maybe the narrative just does need to change because it is different between men and women. Of well, course, it's been I mean, done the, though. Was it the women's soccer, soccer team, team played like the U or something like U seventeen yeah. team and lost or something oh, like that? Oh, yeah. yeah, by a wide margin, it was U fifteen Houston. Yeah, um, but yeah. I think basketball could be different. I think it's possible, but like, I don't got my money on that high school team. Because, hold on, what? I got my money on the high school team. I think high school boys, uh, physically, like their development, they're at a, a space where I think they would compete with with women who are at their highest physical condition in college. Where male college guys are different physically right. than yeah. female college women are. Right, and so you know. Females um, develop faster, they, they mature quicker, they're taller, they're stronger initially at a younger age than guys are, but right. then guys catch up and surpass based on genetics typically. And you get some scenarios where height and weight and things, Brittany Griner could dominate, would dominate against 
high school boys, but there are a few high school boys who are already developed in a way that they they would have something to say about that. Right. It would be a it would be an interesting conversation, but there's no way college age professionals are going to put themselves up for that. Of course not. But they I shouldn't. think it it would be an interesting because my my the psychology mind like the testability of, of theory for me it would be interesting to see that played out. You know, other sports have it. done it and. Anytime I've seen it, it's been embarrassment to one side or the other, which is sad. Well, and the risk isn't worth the reward. Right. You know? So, anyways. No, absolutely not. Um, all right. So, <clears throat> I, don't, I don't think that there's any other major things happening. Um, spring training starts today, um, which for some people means that, like, sports are starting to go downhill. March Madness is coming up. Um, spring is coming. We've already done our, our, our picks for that, I think, right? Did we do our yeah, we did. Picks? Yeah, okay, we I thought did. so. Um, we all had UConn, and then we had an assortment of other teams. Um, um, and UConn got beat by Creighton the other day. So Yeah, they did. I Go mean, Creighton, baby. They've only lost two games, though. So. Um, yeah. yeah, they've also played like nobody. Yeah, Like the school of the blind. We'll fill out some brackets so. here pretty soon. We'll do, yeah. well, I think we'll do women's brackets as well. Sure. Yes. Um, Can't wait. It'll basically be all chalk until like Can't wait. round... Four. Um, all right, so uh, today we're going to do our draft on um, best sports songs. Um, not necessarily like jock jams, but just songs that are affiliated with sports as we know them. Um, and I'm personally excited about this draft because I think that some there are some schools that do it way better than others. Yep. They're like, I, I enjoy the way that my high school, the DJ that I had in my high school, like, Figure that out. Go DJ. Uh, right. Um, but I can't remember the order. It's, I think I'm last. This I don't time. We don't You're last. I don't remember the order. I think I'm, f- I think I'm first, I think first. And all right. I think so. I went first last week. So yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, I will start with a banger. Um, <laughs> one that I don't know if is on either one of your lists, but I think is absolutely necessary um, by the lyricist F. Scott. Key or Francis Scott Key, F. Scott Key, the Star Spangled Banner. It's on my list. Um, the national anthem, um, absolutely. I mean, it's every sporting event ever, from like, I don't know, like when you're how old, like high school yeah. at a minimum, right? I mean, even middle school sports. I think that like that's how every game starts, and if without it, I think games would it would feel like the start would feel weird. Yeah, I don't right. know that I would. I'm not saying that I would like. It would be empty or whatever, but like there would be this like something's missing here. I don't know what's going on, and so the Star Spangled Banner I think is the only worthy. And if you disagree with me, you're not patriotic. Um, no, it has one to choice. be. It has to be on the list. Whenever we've talked about who's done it the best, we've had a list of to- of top national anthem singers. Yeah, and then you get post nine eleven some of those. You know, yeah. Star Spangled Banger, ban- Banger, Star Spangled Banger. <laughs> we'll rename it. <laughs> well, if if you're if this song can uh, come with jets flying over your stadium, right. it's got some. It's banger. Yeah, you got like you got like eagles going around. Like, let me tell you, Dude. this isn't an Auburn game. Calm down. Well, it, um, did you have it on your list? No, I had it on mine. All right, I didn't well, have it as one of my top I'm not five. Patriotic we'll enough, but I had it on. I had American. it on my list down there. Yeah, so. it's there. All right, so that was number one. I'm glad I had the number one pick. Um, just so that that could be said first. There you go. All right, so uh, I think yeah, it's you. I think you're next. Okay. Um, Center field by John Fogarty. Oh, it's a great one. Put me in, coach. I mean, for me, 
I played a lot of baseball. I mean, we were on the baseball field all summer long. Yeah. And we did travel ball stuff as it was then. And you know, that song all the time got me pumped up. I remember being a bat boy from my brother Kyle's all-star teams. Yeah. And just that song hit different things. It's a heck of a game. Like, put me I mean, in the game. Heck of, heck of, I was too yeah. young to play on the team. But I was like, put me in the game. I want to play. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, that um, put me in coach. That's a great deal. That's a that's a great song. Yeah, it's iconic, um, Sandlot type baseball for me. Um, yeah, and, and that's where baseball meant the most. Um, I love watching professional baseball at the different times of the year, but if I could go back and watch any baseball, it is, you know, when you were Babe Ruth or Little League baseball. I watch Little League baseball all all day long over yeah. a full MLB game. But um, yep, yeah. All right, so I think I went a little different. Um, I was picking songs based off of like teams, stadiums. Oh, we're okay. there too. I'm also there. Yeah. I'm also there. But okay. I like it's a small sampling that we have to choose from. So I had to go. <laughs> give us a I, break, James. No, no, I agree. I, I'm, I have several songs that are okay, also there. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. He's got the whole Jock Jams album over there. Don't worry. <laughs> I do. I was listening to a bunch yesterday and today, so we're in a good spot. Uh, my number one. Uh, this is coming out of left field. I'm going with New York, New York. Frank Sinatra from oh. the Yankees. Oh, yeah. I That's thought a good one, I thought you were Alicia dude. Keys. I like that no, a lot. No, no. <laughs> dude, Frank Sinatra, that guy, is he yeah. has bangers. He does. He really does. That's a heck of a pick. That is, yeah. That's you they picking that and you pick the Yankees? Dude, you, are you a you, Yankees dude. guy now? I think we're, we talk about that. We're getting into a whole it's new demographic of listeners. Man, all right. Jeez. All right, New York audience. Here we okay. are. Okay. Well, I don't think we get any of them. <laughs> nah. Uh, my next one, I get back to back, right? Yeah, yeah. You do. Is going to, Roman, you're not going to like this, but I'm going to Sweet Home Alabama from Roll Tide. Okay. Lame, but fine. Bum, bum, dude, you can't, yeah, you can't go wrong. Leonard Skinner, dude. You can. Classic. There's a there's a demographic of our nation that thinks it's, you're going wrong. It's a well, good, it's a good song. <laughs> Sweet Home Alabama is a good song. Yeah. It's a good song. It's yeah. where I was born, so yeah. I can't hate it too much. Yeah, but like classic. Yeah. Dude. It's uh, like I would say there's another state song that sometimes gets played a lot, but right, it, it may be on your list. So yeah, go ahead. Right. Yeah, please. It's it my turn. It is. Um, I'm going with the Sports Center theme song. That's a dun 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 dun. I mean, and it's one. not typically during a game. But if you see a top highlight or something, or people will reference sports are top ten, you hear that sidelines watching like some of the little kids playing baseball. It's sneaky gets in there because Sports Center is such an iconic sports thing across the across the board that um, that theme song gets referenced in sports not as much as the national anthem, obviously, but it gets referenced a lot more than you would think. So the Sports Center theme song, that's a good one. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have a like a Virginia Homer pick and take Inner Sandman by Metallica for Virginia Tech. Uh, as I went to a Virginia Tech game uh, last last season, and I had I had heard that it, like the Inner Sandman was super cool. Like as the team comes out, and then they like they cut they cut the music, and like the crowd sings it for a little bit, and then they bring the music back in. And I thought, okay, like first off, they played Georgia Tech, so I wasn't expecting it to be like like it was a kind of a mid game anyway. But uh, it was really stinking cool, man. Yeah. I mean, it was way cooler than I thought it was going to be. Um, I was super impressed. It almost feels dangerous. Like it feels like the stadium is going to collapse. There is a lot, yeah, because everybody jumps, right? Yeah, everybody jumping like, up and down. It was a, it was a. Like if you have an opportunity to experience that at a Virginia Tech game, go do it. I mean, it is it is it is it's super awesome. I'm I was impressed. 
It's the only thing good Virginia Tech did that day. Hey, Virginia, um, Virginia Tech dismantled Virginia the other day in basketball. Good for them. Yeah. That's Virginia is typically the class of the state. Right. But um, well, JMU may have something to say about that. If you can put up 40 points against UVA, you're winning the I game. Know. Anyways. Um, all right. I'm going to go with um, one that I think at some point every – Every school from the high school and college level has played at their stadium, even specifically in the locker room. And I'm going to go with Eminem's Lose Yourself. Let's go. Um, as someone who liked to get hype, but kind of like by myself, that was a good one in the headphones. Someone who also loves mom spaghetti. Yes. Knees weak. Arms are heavy. Sweaters. Um, and... and <laughs> Uh, and so, like, <laughs> I, I that's one of those where like people just know the words of that song yeah. a lot. It's like a, it's like the student athlete anthem uh, for some people, and uh, it's a it's a good one. He did a good job, uh, great job, Marshall Mathers. Proud of you, buddy. Well um, done. But yeah, all right, those are my two. Go ahead, <laughs> pack it up, pack it in. Yeah, let me begin. Little Cypress I Hill. came to win. Battle me. That's a sin. Yes. No, um, actually, House of Pain, Jump oh, Around. House of Pain. Oh, Sounds like Cypress Hill. Hill. Yes, okay. Yep, so House of Pain, Jump Around. Wisconsin, in particular, uh, before the fourth quarter, they do like the inner Sandman moment, the Wisconsin um, basketball, football. They do um, Jump Around. Yeah. And that is hyped. I was in a college social club at Freed Hardman, um, Sigma Row, and we would do um, Jump Around and get too hyped for no reason, typically. On any given Thursday night, <laughs> because there's right. not much to do at a private Christian school in West Tennessee, but um, but jump around is is a big deal. And I remember when that song came out as a youth, and um, Cypress Hill, Cypress Hill, and House of Pain had that sort of similar sound. Yeah. But House of Pain, jump around. That's a good one. Yeah, it's, it's one. iconic. I'm getting a theme on the. I'm looking back at my picks here, and I got a theme going. Mine are more like singing alongs by crowds. Yeah. My next one is uh, West Virginia. Yeah, uh, take me home, country roads. Yeah, we sang that. Well, John Denver to start our trip. Yeah, we do to Winterfest. Yeah, we do. I love that. That's a yeah. great pick. Yeah, it's real good. I mean, I feel like I mean, just the vibe that you get with like tens of thousands of people singing one song. Like it, it's pretty. It's now, pretty Roman, cool. you said you were an intern once at a church in West Virginia. We don't have to name the church. We won't, but I will say that that was an experience like no other. Did I hear you right to say they sang that song? We sang in the song church in church. Uh, four part harmony. It was incredible. I mean, they nailed it. This was also at the every same, Sunday. Not every Sunday, yeah. but this the first time I went there. The first time, I, like my first like official um, was a Sunday evening, and we sang that song, and nobody needed the songbook um, because I, I don't even know it was in there. I don't. Like, who it's, knows? It, probably not. I probably taped it in there. Inserted page. <laughs> um, we got done. The elder went up to like make the closing announcements and he was like, oh, sorry, and like went back down to his pew and grabbed his Mountain Dew bottle and as he was giving announcements was spitting his dip into his Mountain Dew bottle and I thought, oh no, what have I done to myself? <laughs> Some stereotypes are real. And it was very real. I mean, we were down in a holla and living <laughs> our best life and I... Um, Did y'all go mud bogging after that? I don't Rudin, even know. I don't, I don't know. Sure. I, they talked to me many times. I had no idea they were saying, so I just like nodded <laughs> my head. And I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so, were, speaking in tongues. Is that like, this, is a, this is a wild moment right now. But I had a great time that summer. Um, 
and I was also terrified for a good portion of it. That's so awesome. it was a good that's time. what church is for. Amen. To, to make Amen. you feel good and terrify you. Do you, is, you should have your fourth pick still, or is that two? Is this me? I thought it was you. You, you did one. You're last. You, you get, do. You get you two. two in a row. Okay. You, yeah, you get two. All right. I am going with. What am I going with? I'm going to go with "Sweet Caroline" by the Boston Dang Red Sox. It. Another sing along. That's a great one. Take a, I mean, well, this, you know, I don't think You're we're going to have New much, York and Boston. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to have the demographics going to be bothered by this, but uh, take away the Boston accent on some of that and, you know, be a little better. But I, I, could, I would agree with that statement. I think you could get some dropkick Murphys in there for Boston. Yeah, you, you heard any of their stuff. You want to run through a wall and take someone with you. That, those songs the, will. They were pump on a list up. by some. I had them on my, uh, I did a marathon playlist and <laughs> had some dropkick Murphys on there. Boy, it'll really mess up your. Your pace <laughs> in a slow run, if you. But um, it, some songs will really get you way too hyped. So you gotta have the right sporting event. But yep. Austin does it right. They get a lot of fan interaction. Yeah. So Sweet Caroline is just, and it's there's a commercial right now. Um, people at a bar doing whatever, and they get to yep. that Sweet Caroline, and you know that ba 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 is not part of the actual song, <laughs> ba, ba, ba. but there it is. But it should be. It should be. It should be. All right. So is this now my? This is your third pick. Third pick. Yep. Um, I need some I need some help from the crowd if you guys can. Oh yeah, I'm not gonna do stomp that stomp you, clap baby. That, we that, will rock you by list. Queen. So, um, and it's it's an interaction and it, people can interact with the song. So um, all levels of sports. Yeah, um, we've even we've even had VBS. Jesus loves Jesus loves me. Have a stomp stomp clap. Yeah. We will rock you style as you should. So, uh, so it's 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 hit all the different <laughs> demographics. But um, yeah, Queen, we will rock you. Yes, um, I'm gonna another Homer pick for uh, Auburn. They play, and I'm sure other colleges do this too. But they play "Don't Stop Believing" um, by Journey. Uh, they do that at um, halftime. Yeah. Um, whoa, we're halfway there. Um, just if you're wondering, uh, yeah, that's not and how it sounds. Though. How's it sound like when you sing it? It sounds like that. No, <laughs> we're halfway there. Um, so yeah, that's a yet again. It's one of those where they're playing it, turn the music off, and then you get to hear the crowd sing. Yeah, which is super cool. Um, and that was a that was a fun experience at an Auburn game. So I can say that they do that. I'm sure that there are other colleges that also do the same thing. Um, you're not going to talk about the time you were. Taking advantage of in a Texas A&M game by some old man. That was wild. Okay, can we talk about how I wasn't actually fully? That sounds like we need to give more explanation. But I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to let you we guys. Like somebody's got a warrant. Listen to listen to a few podcasts yeah, back. Yeah, go back. We talked about it. It was weird. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, my next one is. Um, is this your last one? Is this my last I've, one? I've done. Oh, four. this is my last. I've done one. four. Yeah. Oh no. I know. Hold on. Wait a minute. Now I got to figure. No, geez, I didn't realize this was the last one. Oh man, shoot! I had so many that I wanted to talk about. How are we this close to being done? All right, I'm gonna. Um, oh, jeez, dude, what do I? All right, shout out to Elizabethtown High School. Um, e town, E town, baby, E town. Shout out. Uh, that was um, my high school, and for basketball games coming out of the tunnel, they played um, the White Stripe Seven Nation Army, and getting hyped. I don't know what it was, yeah. but that song was dope. Can you give us a little bit of a no? A lot of no, uh, I think guys. Penn State does that too. A lot, of, a lot yeah. of people do that. Yeah, it is it's a, just a hype song. It's yeah. a great song. Yeah. Yeah. And um, as a high school student, I thoroughly enjoyed the hype that came from that. So yeah. got the crowd 
going. You were ready to smack on some backboards, huh? Yeah. I, well, I wasn't Touched on the team, net. so I yeah. was I was in the band. So we'll talk about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was playing. It. Um, there you go. There yeah. were when you have um, the two time Mister Basketball on like Mr. Kentucky basketball like on was that? in your high school Stefan Pettigrew baby there you go. he was a part of that WKU sweet 16 run yeah. in like 2010 2011 there you go um he he plays he plays professionally in like somewhere in Latin America yeah. but like dude's a monster you talk about like high school you talk about like high school students yeah like not like fully like being fully developed right. he's a grown he man he was a grown man he's a grown man um, yeah. like six eight, like he. I mean, imagine LeBron when he was huge. <laughs> Stefan Pettigrew, yeah, it was wild. Um, anyway, all right, I had to go with that one. Last pick for me, um, and I've got some that I'm leaving. I know, man. I mean, I hate that. Um, you go hype moment. I'm going more sentimental. One shining moment. Luther Vandross, the oh. end of um, the March Madness. Yeah, and it's specifically it's the end of the last game. They play the one shiny moment, and they go through all the different highlights from the tournament. Yeah, and so it reminds you that the first round is more exciting than any of the other rounds. It is, and it gives all the teams that that just got there a chance to be highlighted at the end, which I think is a beautiful moment. Yeah, and I will stay awake to the end of a, that game just to see the one shiny moment. Right. Um. So you know, I remember Keith Smart hitting the shot. One shiny moment. Yeah, yeah, Bang right. and you know right there. That's so the highlight at the end is you know the probably the team that's in the in the championship game. But then other years you're just looking for that one moment where you know you're wanting to see Trace Jackson Davis raise the roof or whatever because you know he did something big. Yeah, and it didn't define the whole tournament, but th- that moment makes March Madness special. Right. And so one shiny moment to me kind of encapsulates that whole emotional spir- experience of March Madness. So yeah. shout out to Luther Vandross. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then. I sounded just like him then. I thought you did. It was awesome. I thought it was great. <laughs> All right. All right, James. Your last All pick. All right. This is tough, man. There's a lot of good ones left. I'm going to go with Colin Baton Rouge, LSU, Garth wow. Brooks. Oh, wow. That song's a banger. Yeah, that is a banger. Don't know it. You don't so. know Garth Brooks, Colin Baton Rouge? I don't know. I would play it, but I, I could don't not name the you, FCA I could not name down. you one Garth Brooks song right now. I don't even know if we can mention Garth Brooks. He's, he's tighter on his songs being played. Than any other artist, like he doesn't even allow all the radio stations to play some of his greatest hits. Yeah, he's. I yeah. don't think you can find him on. Uh, no. For a while, you couldn't get him on like Spotify or anything. No. Like that. What's yeah. is he the? I've got friends in low places. Yeah. Guy? Yes. Okay. Go. So he, his song, that song isn't even on Spotify. Only the live version on Spotify. Yeah. Like the regular version, you have to like watch on YouTube. It's yeah. wild. So he's kind of like a song hoarder, but I'm gonna give him a shout out because that's, that's, no, that's in, a, in a crowd setting. That's that's a good. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna believe you. But I'm gonna throw one more out though. Okay. You got plenty. I have a way. I have many. Well, I'm gonna give you two out. then. Yeah, please. So playing football, we ready? We ready? When you're like hitting your pads yeah. and stuff, dude. Yeah. If yeah. you can't get hype off that, you have the no lyrics soul. are kind of weak. We ready? I, I don't even think there is lyrics. Oh y'all. We, yeah, that's it. Yes. Oh <laughs> y'all. It's yeah. a great song though. Yeah. Um, and and then I- uh, Cameron. Uh, I saw one game at Duke at uh, Cameron. What, what's what am I drawing a blank? Indoor. State. Cameron Indoor. Yeah. Yeah, any song they played because the yeah. Cameron Crazies just get so involved yeah. with every song. There was like yeah. Taylor Swift songs and like, yeah, they were going nuts. Any we got song a, they do. We got a, one of our young students, college age kids that's at um, Duke, and we shouted it out. Oh yeah, we did a live stream the other day because I guess in one of their labs 
he and some of his buddies watch our church live stream together at Duke. That's sick. And I was like, man, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, that's not that's not like Cameron Indoor is putting on their video feed and the crazies <laughs> are there cheering. Right. But that'd be awesome. Um, <laughs> I want to give little John a shout out. Turn down for what? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah that's yeah. a big one. Um, all I do is win. DJ Khaled. Yeah. Crazy Train. Uh, crazy Train. Um, yep. Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. Um, one that I, th- I I thought was interesting. I did a little you know research on. Um, um, where's I the Tiger? Yeah, I, the Survivor. Tiger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know um, which Rocky movie that was in first? No, I don't. I assumed it'd be like the first one, Rocky three and four. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I always I, just because I was gonna like, oh yeah, Rocky. The first Rocky movie had I the Tiger. No, I had to like research. It's like Rocky three and four, really? so that came in. Yeah. Wow. Yep. There, there were some good ones I was looking up uh, in like Premier League. Yeah. I, I would. I didn't know any of the songs, but like with a whole. You know, Premier oh League my goodness! Fans you get those up. fans Dude, those cheering, get yeah. singing together. Man. Yeah, the Eye of the Tiger is interesting too. In our weight room, they would play that mm-hmm. when we get ready for like baseball or yeah. you know, tennis or football team, and they had the lyrics on the wall. Oh, and it was what? Were you the Tigers? No. Oh, but it was such a hype. That's like, weird. that's funny. Look though. at the lyrics. It's it's right. a good one to kind of but get pumped to lift weights with a bunch of dudes. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> the Bengals have uh, Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah, that's uh, a good one, too. Sandstorm by Darude. Um, I, I listened to that one. I saw a, that. That's yeah. it. We didn't. Uh, we are the to, champions, uh, Queen. We, we are the champions. Yeah. Take me out to the ball game. Yeah. No, some people don't like that song. I don't um, think we follow enough teams that win to uh, hear that we are the champions. But we are enough. champions gets played at Facts. the end of every major sport, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, hello, I'm a Chiefs fan. Hold, hold on. Yeah. Hold mm. on. Uh, listen. You got one. Some of us win. They went to. Disneyland, by the way, that was a mistake. They got cheated. That they should have went to. They should have went to Branson, Missouri. Good old Branson with Andy Reid, because you should've. know that's where he is right now. Could you imagine how funny that'd be if they were like at a, you know, a, I don't know what the, the, the silver medieval Dollar times Dollar. like. Yeah. They're eating and watching a show. Yes, they're just at a lake in the Ozarks. That right? Hey, and it, we just went through Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg, and yeah. they had what Lumberjack Feud, Hatfield oh McCoy's Dolly. Yeah. Dolly has a thing. They even had some, LP wrestling. Um, LP wrestling going on. We almost stopped the bus for that. Yeah, yeah. Like, we talk can't about do sports. We need to talk about <laughs> wrestling and, and little people sports a little bit more. Yeah, it's called the Micro Wrestling Federation. Yeah. so called, you follow them on. I follow them on TikTok. So we definitely couldn't have gone without Roman. Uh, no, we couldn't. I would have been super upset. Oh my gosh, I've been so mad. Yeah. You were at, you were at the house prepping poppy seed chicken casserole, and we were doing some LP wrestling. <laughs> what have we gone with this podcast? I don't know. Hey, we're going to wrap this up before it gets worse than it already has been. Thank you guys for joining us this week. Let us know if we missed a song. I'm sure that we did, uh, and then we'll see you guys next week.